You're listening to the Entrepreneur Ignited Podcast. Where you'll get proven strategies to start and grow your online business from in the trenches digital entrepreneurs. EntrepreneurIgnited.com. Launch your online business. Live your dreams. Now, here's your host, Derek Gale. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Ignited Podcast, a podcast designed to skip the hype, skip the BS, and just bring you real actionable tips and strategies to help kickstart and grow your business and income on the internet. This is your host, Derek Gale, and today we are going to be diving deep into crowdfunding, which is a topic that not a lot of people are talking about, but more people should be, because it's a powerful strategy to fund your ideas and uh, you know get get lots of media attention, help kickstart your business, and to help us with that today, we have a really incredible young entrepreneur who's uh, who's an inventor and entrepreneur that I'd say who's probably accomplished more before the age of 22 than many people do in their entire lives, including uh, inventing something called the Arctic Stick, which is very cool, uh, buying a tri-state ice distributor. Uh, so I guess we could say those are two very cool businesses, no pun intended, uh, before he was 22. <laughs> and uh, he's the author and also the host of uh, the podcast, uh, which is University of Young Entrepreneurs. And... Uh, now, as an entrepreneur, he quickly realized one of his biz- biggest obstacles when starting a business was getting the funding to get it off the ground. And uh, so that's where crowdfunding comes into play. And so without further ado, I'd like to welcome Brandon Adams to the show. Brandon, thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for having me on. I'm, I'm excited to talk crowdfunding and uh, let your audience know how they can crowdfund anything. That's awesome. That's I, Now... Before we get started, I mean, I, I love I love it when I meet guys like you that you know you, <laughs> you've taken your own path and and by a very young age you've obviously accomplished incredible stuff, uh, which is fantastic. Now, can you just take a minute and share your story um, as an entrepreneur? How did you how did you get started and and how did you end up here today talking to me about crowdfunding? Yeah, yeah, I'll put 25 years in a minute. All right. I I grew up, as you said, I grew up in an ice business. Uh, My dad sold ice for a living. And yeah, you can actually make money at selling frozen water. A lot of people laugh at that. And he started that in 1986. And I grew up just being in the business. I was born an entrepreneur. I saw what it's like. He failed. He succeeded. He went through all of it. And I got to take that in. So I guess I had an advantage early on. And then what I did is I went off to college. College didn't go so well for me. I almost dropped out. I got a 1.68 GPA. Wow. Uh, I, I turned it around and got my degree, but I learned how to do extra credit and just do whatever I had to to pass my classes. And it wasn't until one day my life changed. I got introduced to a book called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Great book. Mm-hmm. Anybody listening, read the book. It'll change your life. It changed mine. And what it come down to is I realized in life, I want to do something great. I want to do something just spectacular that people would never forget me, remember me for the rest of my life, and then beyond that. And it wasn't until one day I was on an ice route, and I had a warm beverage, and I wanted to keep it colder longer. Obviously, in an ice truck, I have a lot of ice, but it's time-consuming to put ice cubes in a bottle of beverage. I wanted something that fit inside easily to cool my drink, but not only that, flavored as well. That day, I came up with the idea I invented a product called the Arctic Stick, the only product in the market that both cools and flavors your drink, and went to Iowa State with it, won a class competition, fast forward, partnered with the product development company, went on a couple pilot runs of TV shows, 
had a lot of success, patent, trademark, the whole nine yards, even got on Shark Tank casting call, nice. which is quite, quite the experience that led me to get on USA Today. But I fi- finally had the Arctic Stick hit market, went on Amazon. You can actually get it now, a six-pack. But what it led me to do is I did a crowdfunding campaign. And I, because I had hit a brick wall, I'd funded this on my own, doing real estate in the weekends, selling real estate, working at jobs, you name it. I didn't give up any equity. And I saw Kickstarter and what they're doing. I did some research. Okay, I'm going to do a Kickstarter campaign because I needed 25 grand to pay for this machinery, this tooling to mass produce this product. And did a Kickstarter campaign. It was 33 days long. We raised over 26 grand. I thought I knew what I was doing going into it, but in reality, I didn't know squat. I mean, I, I had a lot of things go wrong. I did get national media attention. I did have backers from 25 states, 10 countries, and I even had people, investors offer me investment in my company just during the campaign. And I saw the power of crowdfunding, but I saw how many people were failing at it. And it frustrated me because as an entrepreneur, uh, crowdfunding is a way to really help you make your dream come true. It, I mean, the benefits are it helps you raise money, but it, it actually shows viability and proof of concept of your product, feedback, you build a following, you attract investors. There's so many great things with it. So I went on a mission, uh, New Year's Eve, actually my birthday. It was uh, December 31st, 2014. My New Year's resolution was this. I wanted to become the most knowledgeable person of my time in product development and crowdfunding. So I set out to do that. I studied the industry. I even studied the guys that helped create the coolest cooler that raised $13.2 million on Kickstarter. I, I mean, just went all over the country, did the podcast, made top 50 most influential in the country, ended up writing a book on crowdfunding. And then the weird thing and unique that uh, I, my fame is, I'm the only person in the world that goes on TV across the country and Basically, I what I do is I give my crowdfunding pitch, and I actually promote campaigns in that city. I don't charge them. I just promote the campaign, help them raise money, and it's uh, one of my things of giving back, and I really enjoy doing it. So I became in the industry of crowdfunding, and let me tell you, anybody out there, if you don't know about crowdfunding, you better get to know it because it, I don't. people think of crowdfunding sometimes. They look at it as, okay, it's let's give money, donations. No, it's person it's somebody going out and raising money for their business and basically pre-order you can pre-order a product but for others i've worked with celebrities it's a great way to launch a product a book to get national media attention it's the cheapest way to make a product go to market it's a no-brainer i mean why wouldn't you use crowdfunding so today i hope to share with your audience i mean i'll give you everything i got to succeed with crowdfunding hopefully they can use it in their own business or whatever else they want to do in life Okay. And yes, absolutely. And uh, so let's do this now. But before we dig deep into, into crowdfunding, it's still a foreign concept for a lot of people, right? Like, you know, people have heard Kickstarter, they kind of heard this, uh, a little bit about it here and there, but most people don't truly understand what it is. So it, give us like the, you know, the 60 second, seconds, here's yeah. how crowdfunding works. So crowdfunding, the main platforms uh, that people know is you got Kickstarter and Indiegogo, and then you also have GoFundMe. Kickstarter is all or nothing. You set a goal, either you raise it or you not. If you don't reach the goal, you don't get the money. Indiegogo lets you raise money for about anything. GoFundMe is more of a uh, used to help uh, support people if they got medical bills or anything else. 
But what it is, it's an online platform, and you put an idea up. You basically create a, almost like your own web page with information, with uh, pledge levels, basically your product, and then you have a video, and people can go to this. And you put up a campaign, usually about 30 days, and you raise money for your idea. You say, hey, this is what I'm trying to do. I'd love to have you a part of it. If you can help me raise this money, I'll create it, and you'll get first dibs on the product. And that's what crowdfunding is. It's a way to raise money from the crowd without you having to give up equity for your company. You raise money for your idea. And even it, what it does is it, it gives you more value in your company. So let's say you do raise X amount of dollars and you have proof of concept and you still need to go the investment route later. You have a higher valuation on your company. And it gives you national media attention. gives you real-life feedback. I mean, crowdfunding is a great way to launch a product, start a business, or uh, fund any cool idea you have. And that's that's what it's all about. Okay, so let, let, let's dig into this then. So, And it's interesting. I, I'm, I'm really happy we're doing this interview because I, I, I am not a crowdfunding expert by any means. But it's always <laughs> something that fascinated me. So I have a ton of questions. And uh, sometimes that's what I love about these podcasts. I get these great experts and I just get to ask things yeah. I want to know about. So so let's do this. So, okay, so let's, let's look at a Kickstarter um, or, or an Indiegogo. So how... And I don't know if you know this, but how many people are actually successful in hitting their goal? Oh, like, so I mean, this is a thing, and this is why I got. It. I wanted to increase the success rate. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people fail. Uh, I mean, I I couldn't tell you top of my head. I just saw it their day, but the percentage is very high in failure rate. I mean, people they they what they do is they throw up a campaign and they think it's just going to succeed. They're going to have that overnight sensation, but it doesn't happen that way. Mm-hmm. And the majority of campaigns that get funded or with they have a funding goal of $10,000 or less. Now, I will say this, the top three mistakes you must never make, and this is across the board from everything I've ever studied, the first one, and I always, this is what I do in my uh, TV appearances, is number one, it's a Boy Scout mistake, lack of preparation. Like a Boy Scout, you got to prepare ahead of time for things. Well, a lot of people, they don't prepare. They just, they put up this site. They think people are going to drive traffic. I mean, it's just going to, get a lot of money, but it doesn't work that way. you got to prepare ahead of time. The second one is what I call Steve Jobs stupidity, expecting it to happen without any promotion. What was Steve Jobs known for? Obviously the iPhone, but when the iPhone or a new computer came out, people were lined up for blocks to get this product. Just like your crowdfunding campaign, you need people lined up to back on day one so you can get a lot of hype. And the third one is the value meal. Not giving enough value for your dollar, like a value meal, like a, uh, you want the, the Happy Meal, the cheeseburger, the fries, the whole nine yards. Most people, they put reward levels, pledge levels on that, that have no value. They don't give you that no-brainer. I'm going to give out my hard, earned money to give to you for this product. It has to be a no-brainer and it has to be something that adds value. People don't just give you money. When's the last time you were on the street and a homeless person asked you for $20 and you gave them $20? Bucks? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, that's my point. Yeah. See, people go in thinking that people are just going to give you money. I've been a director of a nonprofit. I've seen what it's like to raise money for sympathy. I mean, it, it's hard. So, then were the three mistakes that people make. And I can go through uh, the fund formula that I've come up with and wrote a whole book on for crowdfunding success, which, if you follow the fund formula, I mean, literally, that's all you got to do. It's simple. Just follow it and you'll succeed. 
Okay, so let's let's dive into this formula because I suspect this formula is going to answer a lot of the questions I have. I, uh, I bet it'll answer all of them. If not, I, I'm gonna I'll be able to answer it. But so just simple to remember: fund formula acronym fund F U N D F is for forethought. U is utilize marketing plan. N is narrative, and D is deliver value. So F forethought. You need to prepare your campaign 45 to 60 days ahead of time. Put in a lot of work. You may have one to 200 hours into your campaign before you even launch. Put up a landing page or website where you direct people to and you promote your campaign. Have an opt-in, build up your email list, and promote to these people. Give them exclusive offers for day one. Promote on social media. Just get the audience ready for the big launch day. And then also put in all the content. you got to put in the graphics, uh, the text, the copy for it. Put in your story together. Put together the pledge levels you got to create an awesome video. I mean, there's so much work involved with it. And your whole plan is on day one, when you launch, you're ready to go. Your goal is to hit, you want to hit 40% of your total funding goal in the first 48 hours. Now, if you do that, your chances of success are so much higher, but also your chances of getting on the front page, getting featured on Indiegogo or Kickstarter is higher. Your chances of getting organic or going viral is so much higher. How do you get 40% of your funding goal in the first 48 hours? Well, you get people committed to pledge. Family, friends. If you have a product, you get a company, a wholesale distributor, to just say, hey, here's a discount rate. If you pledge on this day, on day one, then we'll give you a discounted rate. And that allows you to get a lot of sales early on, and then you go organic. So that is a whole forethought process. There's a lot involved. I mean, like I said, I wrote a book on it, going into detail of everything. Now, utilize marketing plan. You so, for utilize marketing plan. I just want to stop you there because I have a, a, a couple questions there. Now, yes. on the uh, on the forethought. So, okay, so you, you start uh, getting people involved in it. You start building the hype. And are you building this hype? You're building this hype off of the platform, right? Before you even post it on Kickstarter, correct? Before, I mean, Yes. You're, so you're basically using a landing page or website to build the hype, but also through social media. You're building up your following, sending emails out, and just making sure people are aware of what's to come. So it doesn't just come to day one. It's like, okay, I got a campaign. Here you go. You can yeah. send. You can do a soft launch. You can pre send a preview link of your campaign before it goes live and get feedback, which I suggest getting feedback from the audience to customize it how they want it. Because once you launch, I mean, it's launched. You want to be able to have it, I mean, speaking their language to them, your specific target market. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so now we're talking about um, organic and getting on the front page. Okay. So obviously that's a huge goal because, you know, oh, yeah. you're going to get massive exposure. So what's the, uh, what's the, is there a specific target formula? you need to hit or a formula to get on that front page? So uh, Kickstarter picks their features. Uh, but I mean, obviously, if you get a lot of traction, they're going to probably feature you. But uh, for Indiegogo, it's called the GoGo factor. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, a factors in the amount of pledges, the amount of money pledged per pledge, and the amount of time it's done, and then the combination of comments and shares. So that combination of different things figured in is the GoGo factor. And if you Excel at all of them. So basically, if you raise a lot of money in a short period of time, get a lot of shares, and get a lot of comments on your campaign, that allows you to trend. Been, I've had it where it's trended on Indiegogo for a campaign I've done. But also, 
it gets you a better chance of actually getting featured. Now, I just interviewed somebody for my podcast coming out in January, uh, a campaign they had launched, and they got featured. It was called Thin Ice. They got featured at Indiegogo because they really excelled at the go-go factor. And in 24 hours, they did a hundred, over $150,000 in sales. Wow. That's, yeah, that's because they got featured and they, they hit that go-go factor. So that's kind of your formula. I mean, the more traction you get with something, you build that momentum, it just snowballs from there. But you got to get that initial momentum. So it's all the work you put in ahead of time to get that big hit, that big hype right out of the gates. Got it. Okay. So um, now I, just a question has popped in my head because you just gave me a number. So let's say we've raised $100,000. How much of that money is coming to us? How much is, is Kickstarter keeping a percentage of that? Is Indiegogo? Like, yep. how, how does that work? And this is another good point. I'm glad you're asking these questions. So when you think about it, I mean, Indiegogo and Kickstarter are business. They mm. want to raise a lot of money because if they see that you're having a good chance of success, they obviously want you to get more views and raise more money because they make more money. Mm-hmm. Kickstarter and Indiegogo both take 5% of your total raise. Right. So 5% of the raise, but then also you have your uh, either PayPal or Stripe for Kickstarter. Uh, the payment processing is two to three percent plus I believe it's twenty cents per transaction. That's what to charge. So figure eight to nine percent of your total raise is gonna go to uh, them expenses. But the rest, I mean, it's obviously it goes to you, but you gotta pay for all the expenses put into the campaign and the pledge levels and to actually make your product. So <laughs> and I and I guess my point there is when when people are setting their amount and, and factoring that in and how much they want to raise, I guess th- those are all numbers they need to take into consideration. They need they need to take all of them in consideration and they need to take in, I mean, you gotta actually put a budget together for your launch. I mean, mm-hmm. you're gonna be spending on marketing, your video. Um, I mean, the best way to bootstrap for any business or even a crowdfunding campaign is take the campaign on with multiple people and have them get a percentage of the total raise and just have them do their sweat equity work. Mm-hmm. That's a great way to raise a lot of money. I've seen people do that. I've done that. And uh, But yeah, think entrepreneurial, but you're going to have expenses. You've got to put out a full budget for this and figure that into your campaign funding goal. Got it. And and uh, once you get the money, what is the level of accountability that's in place with with Kickstarters and oh, with stuff like that? Well, I mean, there's this is a thing that drives me nuts is there's, I mean, for anything, one person can give an industry a bad name. Mm-hmm. So there's campaigns that have been out there that raise the money and they get it and they just don't create the product and then they just run. Wow. I, I see one where there's a pretty cool idea, this uh, this shirt technology that for lifters, like the shirt emphasized on where your muscle is working, it would go a specific, like a certain color. And I mean, this did over a million dollars, this product. Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out they really had no intention of creating this product and they took the money and ran. Wow. And I mean, stuff like that is what gives people a bad name and it's not fun. I mean, for when I did Arctic Stick, it, I was delayed by a year for our, we had a lot of things go wrong. I mean, my, my story for my manufacturing process, I got featured on the cover of Inventor's Digest because of what went wrong, but I did deliver. I yep. delivered, and, but it just it, I saw what it was like to see a crowd that gave you money be frustrated. Mm-hmm. You just got to get updates and be like, hey, this is what's going on. Keep them in the loop. Because at the end of the day, there's nothing you can do. And sadly, some campaigns, they don't raise enough money because they underestimate what the costs are. Mm-hmm. And 
they have this money and they they don't I mean they have no intentions to uh, not get people their product. It's just they don't raise enough money, then they don't have the money to create it. So they're sitting there like, what do I do now? Yeah. And that's why that's I mean, with what we do is we make sure people don't have that happen because that is a nightmare that nobody wants. Nobody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you would not want to go there for sure. Uh cool. Okay, so um moving on from forethought to Utilize, Utilize marketing plan. Yeah. You got to promote to the max. You got to be like Steve Jobs. I mean, that's the best example. That guy, when a product came out, the whole world knew about it. The best ads, everything. Just like your campaign, you need to promote to the max. I mean, <laughs> I wrote this in my book. When you get to the point for social media, when people start dreaming about what you're doing, that's when you're getting in their heads and you're really getting your point across. Mm-hmm. Social media, beyond just doing uh, tweets and posts, Actually, get in the power editor. Do do targeted ads. Spend money on Facebook. A great way to get a lot of traction, good conversion rates. And beyond that, uh, get on TV. Get on radio. Podcasting is a big one. Last month during our campaign, I got on 15 podcast shows. I mean, it's a simple, great way to draw traction to your campaign. Um, blogs. Send out to bloggers. Uh, get ambassadors. Now, this is a big one. Now, listen, if you're listening out there, this is a great, I mean, one of the biggest things for succeeding with your campaign. What is an ambassador? Ambassador is somebody that's willing to spread the word about your campaign and share with their audience. And a good ambassador would be an influencer, maybe Mm -hmm. Seth Godin or uh, John Lee Dumas or anybody with a big name and a big audience. And this is what you do. You ask them, hey, I would love to have you a part of our ambassador program. We're raising money for this cause. In return for doing this and what it usually be, depending on who it is, if you would do one email blast out to your audience and do two to three tweets slash social media uh, shares on Facebook, during this time frame for my campaign, what I'll do is I'll offer you exclusive uh, pledge level for free or I'll offer you – I mean you. some people even pay a percentage of what they direct. Give them something they can't resist and then they help spread the word. And if you get enough influencers, I mean – some of the big campaigns you see out there that raise millions, the reason for their success is because they either had a celebrity or they had a huge email list or something that they, they mm-hmm. leverage, their audience. And people don't understand that. Like, you've got to have a big audience. It's your following. A celebrity makes life a lot easier for your campaign. But ambassadors, ambassadors. Okay. And just promote to the max. So in a sense, you know, if we're, you know, I've got a lot of internet marketers that listen to this. An ambassador is effectively almost an affiliate, right? So they're they're promoting. They're, they're, it can yeah. be, yeah, they can be affiliates. You can set up affiliate. I mean, you can do a twenty five percent of what they direct. I mean, Indiegogo lets you uh, specifically like show what that person directs mm. the referral uh, uh, program they have. But I mean, some people just offer them to be a part of it. I mean, what we did too for the recent one we had. Young Entrepreneur Convention, we had their picture on our website and a link to their site, and we we showed them as an ambassador. Yeah, and they got to be uh, recognized as that, and that could be enough, and that doesn't cost you anything. Yeah, and when you're yeah. dealing with with organizations and associations and stuff like that, absolutely. Um, just for the publicity, they'll do it. Um, for the big influencers, that's interesting that, that Indiegogo is actually set up to track those types of referrals. Now, one of the things that you just said I wanted you to elaborate on is you said give them an exclusive pledge level. What does that mean? 
Okay, so you can do exclusive pledge level that, uh, for one, it could be a pledge level that you could do a limited amount. And this mm-hmm. is a good thing to get a lot of traction on day one. You can say to your audience, we're going to limit this to 100. Uh, only 100 people can get it. And let's say it's going to be a really like sweetheart deal where it, it's, I mean, a, a giveaway almost. But that allows you to get a lot of backers right away. But you can offer your ambassadors that exclusive offer for no cost. Or, I mean, you can just offer them some other thing. I mean, be creative as an entrepreneur. Think of different resources that you can give them for adding value to them that doesn't cost you a thing. And when you're looking for your ambassadors, the ones that are more likely to help you are the ones that can actually, it makes sense because your campaign is in their field of business. So for them, I mean, it, it just adds value to their audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. Okay, cool. So let's now move on to the end. And narrative. Yeah. You got to tell a great story. I mean, from hundreds and thousands of years back, the best way for getting people to inspire them, to move them, or anything is through telling a great story. And you need to be able to tell a great story through your campaign page. People buy into stories. <clears throat> best way to do a great story is through a great quality video. Uh, do a video two to three and a half minutes at most that tells your story, shows people that you're credible, that you can actually back what you're saying. If you have a product, focus on three to four main features of your product. And at the end, have a strong call to action that says, hey, pledge to my campaign in return, you're going to get this. And I mean, as simple as that, but I always say you got to have Hollywood quality, I mean, video. And mm-hmm. some people, they... This is where they do wrong. Like, audio is everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't use the camera audio. Use a separate mic. You can get a lav mic. Uh, it's a road mic for 80 bucks that can plug into your iPhone. And in your Sounds app, you can actually just record. And then you do the, the camera after you videotape. Put it in your iMovie or anything else. Line up the audio and the video. And right there, you have a great quality uh, video that you can use. So, I mean, I can't emphasize enough. If I were you, I'd get a videographer to do it. And, I mean, you can get a a pretty good videographer and the work done for about 2500 bucks. And that's, I mean, you can get less, but that's what I found. And I have a great one now. It's worth the 2500 because the video could make or break you. But also beyond that video uh, below, have, tell more of your story. Show pictures, have 15 to 20 high quality pictures of your product or what you're doing. Have text explaining it and just – the best way to explain is this. If you're going to go to Walmart, unless you're going to buy a computer or going to buy anything, you're going to look at the directions. You're going to look at the front of the box, the back, every feature it has to offer. And you're going to – before you make an investment to buy that product, you want to see everything there is. On your, your sales page, give them everything they need to be able to make the decision to buy or pledge to what you're, you're offering them. Okay. So, and I agree with absolutely everything you said there. I mean, I think of the Kickstarters that I've, I've invested in and stuff. They've always got uh, an incredible video, an incredible story, uh, very well told. Uh, and I think 100% that's key, um, which brings us to the last step in fund. D for deliver value. Why are people going there in the first place? They're going there because they want something in return. What value can they get from you? What are you going to offer them? 
So you got to offer them high quality, great pledge levels. I mean, pledge levels where they're willing to take their hard-earned money out of their pocket, put it right in your campaign with no questions asked. And for a product, I always say give it a discounted price level. Is it going to retail at 20 bucks? Offer it to your audience for 15 bucks. Show that value. Offer them customized swag. Uh, if you know any celebrity friends, get them to hang out with, uh, with the people for a day. I mean, just be creative. It's a good example. So, you know John Lee Dumas, right? Yeah. Okay, so he has a podcast, Entrepreneur on Fire. So I'm working with him. We're launching a book called The Freedom Journal in January. And it's different when you have, I mean, somebody at that authority on board. He's offering for one of the, the pledge levels, you can get on his podcast show. You buy his book as the Freedom Journal. It helps you set and accomplish goals, a 100-day goal. And one of the pledge levels is that you buy the book, but you also you can get on his podcast show, which has 1.2 million listeners, and you can go on his show for X amount of dollars. That's a unique thing that most people would pay. Mm-hmm. Or he'll go on your show. Or he'll come speak to your audience. Or, I mean, and then he also has bundled packages for your book. So just so people could see, be creative. The best thing is offer things that don't cost you money, but it, it basically just takes your time. Yeah. Use the resources and knowledge you have to create products and pledge levels that support your main product. Got it. It's 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 an extra way for revenue. So can't say enough. Offer great pledge levels. 15 to 20. Mm-hmm. I've seen as high as 60. Uh 35 is a good number, but at least I would say 15 to 20. I mean, if there's more different, because you don't know how the market's going to react. They may not want one pledge, but they may like the other, and one could be a huge hit. Have some of them where they have exclusive amounts. They only have 100, maybe 1,000 limited to that amount, so it's scarcity for people. Okay, so... Now I'm going to shift our direction a little bit here because now we understand the formula and that was fantastic. Okay, so um, I, you know, oh, but didn't blow your mind up too much. There's a lot there. <laughs> oh, there, there was there was a ton there. Like that was like that was a crash course, which was awesome. Now now let's shift to actual like coming up with product ideas. What I mean, what works on these platforms? What doesn't work on these platforms? You know, um, what what are you yeah. seeing? I mean, it depends. So if you're going to do Kickstarter. They're very uh, critical. I mean, you have to fit in. I think they have 13 categories. You have to fit in their category. I mean, publishing is one of the big ones for them, and then also like inventions. Mm-hmm. So you could raise money for an invention. That's a great one. Um, what that allows you to do is, if you have, you got to have at least a functional prototype or a, a prototype and CAD drawings of your product before you can even use it for your campaign. So, on average, it'll take. I mean, I, I invented uh, Arctic Sick and. I mean, after spending seventy-five to hundred grand and going through the process, it's expensive. But if I would have known earlier, like what you do is you use your prototype and you use your CAD drawings and your progress and put that on the campaign. It can help you raise money for the tooling, which could be twenty-five, fifty to hundred grand. So, inventions is a great one mm-hmm. uh, for a book. Launching a book, you can launch it. Uh, Eric Reese and uh, Seth Godin did this. They basically said, "Hey." Here's a book we're looking to create. We already have a track record, but I only want to create this if you're going to, I mean, want to buy it. So if we reach X amount of dollars, I'll create the book. And they've raised, I mean, one raised two, three hundred thousand. They raised close six hundred thousand. Wow. A book. Uh, and these are celebrity. These are authority figures. They don't need the money. They're millionaires. But it's a great way to launch a product. Now, Indiegogo, they literally 
let you raise money for about anything. I mean, it could be a nonprofit. It could be uh, <clears throat> for putting on an event. I, I mean, we just did one called Young Entrepreneur Convention where we raised money. We pre-sold tickets to an event and used the money to pay for a venue mm-hmm. and uh, pay for speakers. And then we'd have extension goals that we reached that would add more features to the event. And it helped us build audience, get a lot of, I mean, media attention and build a lot of hype. Uh, and it for us, it attracted sponsors. I mean, we raised like 16 grand in 30 days, but it's already helped attract $10,000 in sponsorship. And it'll probably help us attract another fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 in sponsorship uh, beyond what you see in the page. So mm-hmm. you got to look at this. Crowdfunding, it helps you beyond what the money you raise. It's, it's there for life. So that helps you attract more success. So you got to look beyond what you just do in the campaign within that time frame. You got to mm-hmm. look at the future effect. I've seen from my campaign a year and uh, uh, three, four months ago, the 16 months ago, the campaign for my invention, the power it's done still to the day. So just remember that when you launch a campaign, this is something you have forever, mm-hmm. your own platform and your, your audience to use. So them are the kind of the main things you can raise money for when you got Kickstarter or Indiegogo. But they, I mean, like I said, Indiegogo let you raise money for about anything. That's interesting. Now, as far as building an audience goes, so we go out there, we do this campaign, we have all these people that are investing, and and uh, do we? How do we communicate with them? Are we capturing their email list? Are they becoming our customers, moving into our database, or until it launches, are we communicating through the the Kickstarter Indiegogo platforms? So on Kickstarter and Indiegogo, you can do updates. Mm-hmm. And once they pledge, you get their email. Okay. So you have that email list, and I'll still do updates for mine from uh, how long ago. And just, I mean, you create the audience, but you can, as you do updates, you can direct them to your other platforms, your social media, your website. But once they're on that page, I mean, you have that marketing outlet forever. And then when people go to look at the page uh, in the future, even after the campaign's done, you can have a button on there that says, hey, you missed our campaign, but go to our site. They click on it, and it directs them right to the site. So it, it's a, a way, and in crowdfunding, it's a unique field. It's a whole new audience that you're capturing. Mm-hmm. So you can always maintain that audience through the crowdfunding platform, but also you can direct them to other platforms that you have. Right. So, you, yeah. So, I mean, effectively, after everything's said and done, you've now got a database um, as well. Strict database. Yeah. yeah, and you can export this. This whole file, I mean, you have your amount per clicks, per campaign, your conversions, where it's coming from, if mm-hmm. it's coming from Facebook, website, and it gives you detail, every little detail about your campaign that gives you the data you need for your idea. And even like real life feedback, it's like getting a focus group from the crowd on your product it helps you. Uh, a lot of people, they, they go into the campaign thinking one thing, and they're like, when they're done, they're like, okay, we need to change how we're making this product based on the feedback from the audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. That's really interesting. Um, excellent. Okay, so we're running out of time here. So what I want to do is I want to shift to one more thing, and I want to talk about the publicity side of it because that's something that you've really seemed to oh baby to, yeah. to, to master. I mean, you know, I'm looking at what you're all over the uh, I, I, the amount of media exposure you've had through interviews on television. You wouldn't want to have to pay for that kind of media. That would be flipping expensive. What's your secret? Well, okay, just so audience knows credibility, I've got well over $100,000 worth of publicity for free. Yeah. I've been on TV over the country. I've been on the cover of Inventor's Digest. I've been in uh, USA Today. I've been in newspapers, blogs, 
podcasts, all of it. It comes down to this. Be entertaining and give them a great story. Give the audience what they want. If you give the producer or journalist what they want, speak to their audience, they will give you what you want. So don't say, hey, for a campaign, I want you to feature my campaign. Do Do a story in my campaign so I can get more traction. Don't do it that way. What value to have? For me, I talk about crowdfunding. Hey, crowdfunding help you raise money for your Christmas ideas. Help you crowdfund your New Year's resolution. Give ways that the audience would be interested in a great story. And then that story, which in return basically gives you credibility and uh, traction. Obviously, when you get featured somewhere, they see that. They love your story. And then they're more likely to check out your campaign, check out your page, everything else. I mean – I could go an hour speaking on this because there's difference if you're getting on TV, you're pitching to producers, give them a great story, give a segment. I mean, something on usually on TV, it's anywhere from two and a half to five, six minutes long. You don't have much time, but I mean, it's great. I've been on a show before where there's a quarter million people watching. Mm-hmm. It's like you're dynamite, you're, you're live. Boom. Yeah. Boom. But no, it just comes down to giving a great story. I mean, give the audience what they want. Make it entertaining. Whatever you do in business, and this is beyond publicity, whatever you do in business, you need to make what you do fun, exciting, entertaining, so people, they they care. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is. You can make anything. So I try to make crowdfunding really exciting, entertaining, and it, where they, they want to work with you. If it's boring, nobody cares. And that's for publicity. That's journalists love it. Uh and I always tell journalists or anytime I say, hey, anytime you're looking for a great story, this is what I offer. Mm-hmm. I have credibility to talk about inventing. I have credibility to talk about crowdfunding, about entrepreneurship, publicity. This is value that your audience would love. If there's ever a time during the year where there's a certain topic going on, you think that topic, you would want some expert to come in, call me. I'd be happy to give you value because for them, if you do the job for them, it makes life easier because they – as a producer or somebody, they have to find great stories. And if you can just throw it on their lap and say, hey, I'll do it for you. Hey. Love it. No cost to you. Come on. Yeah. And so, you know, just to be clear, you're going out and you're pitching yourself. You're contacting the – you're reaching out to generate this publicity. They're not coming to you. Uh, Now they're coming to me. Now they're – it, see, it took uh, three months of hardcore uh, work yeah. in the field to get to that point. I mean, if you get two or three, four TV appearances, the rest will come. And then once you get, I mean, enough publicity, like I said, in the last month for the publicity we've got, I've had three write-ups and articles, main newspaper outlets. I've uh, been on 15 podcast shows, been on TV, and been on uh, – I mean, just different blogs, everything else. Well, success breeds success. Publicity breeds publicity. Use that credibility from your past work and use it. But at the beginning, you just try to have to sell them. I mean, here's one thing. If you want to be an expert in your industry, write a book on it. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, that's if you write a book on it, then you're an expert. But producers of a show, they love that. Yes. They love when you're an author and you can show your book. A great title or a great... Uh, just look at the book like they love that stuff and that makes it so much easier for you but for me my fun formula that, that's what I give in my segment it's simple I go mm-hmm. through the three mistakes you must never make you know how I use the Boy Scout mistake the 
the uh, value meal, Steve Jobs. Mm-hmm. I have props for every one of them that you'll never forget. One guy's like, I'll never look at a value meal the same way again. And then the fund <laughs> formula, I just go use visuals that people can relate to. And I'm energetic. I'm very loud and just entertaining. Mm-hmm. Because you give that, people watch. They, they don't even know what it is. They just, they, they're entertained by you and they're more likely to watch. And obviously that's what TV stations want. They want more viewers. Absolutely. And, and, and so for everybody listening right now, and, and, and the reason I asked Brandon that question initially was because TV doesn't happen. Uh, I mean, unless something tragic's happened to you and they come to find you. <laughs> Typically you don't want them to, it's something, yeah, you don't want to be found in many cases. Um, but you got to get out there and you got to generate that momentum and they want good stories. And look, I'm an internet guy, but I've done a lot of TV stuff because I know that if I can get on a TV, if I'm going to a country, you know, let's say I'm speaking in Singapore and if I can get there and I can get on their morning news to be interviewed, boom, that's going to give me a, a ton of credibility instantly. Uh, and it's going to give you massive eyeballs and massive viewership and free promotion, huge, huge. And it's funny. I mean, there's just, this inherent credibility. Oh, he's on TV. He must be an expert. Well, it's like saying he's on the internet. He must be an expert. I, I, you know, I mean, like there's, <laughs> it's, 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 no, it's, it's, it blows my mind with the power of TV. Does. Yeah. yeah. Just to go on TV and after doing enough of it, it's like, it just going on TV. It's like our everyday thing. It's, it's not, it's no different than going to speak or whatever else. Yeah. But in people's eyes, they see that and their mindset is like, wow, that guy's on TV that he's obviously an expert. He's mm-hmm. obviously the guy that I want to contact to work with me. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Awesome. Now, uh, we're out of time. So before we wrap things up, where can people find out more about you, uh, learn from you, get your book? Where do they go? So, I mean, you can find everything about me at brandontadams.com. We do a weekly podcast, blog. Uh, my book's listed on there. You can find my book on Amazon. And even Arctic Stick is on Amazon selling like crazy right now. And if anybody out there wants any kind of advice on crowdfunding support, uh, just go to keystothecrowd.com. We have all kinds of packages and support for you. And I'd be happy to do a call with you. And just any way I can help you succeed with crowdfunding, I'm here for it. That's awesome. Fantastic. Brandon, thank you so much for unconditionally sharing all that (laughs) crowdfunding wisdom and giving us so many valuable tips and strategies. Yeah, thank you so much. I hope uh, hope you enjoyed it, and I really appreciate you coming on the show, buddy. Uh, absolutely. I, I mean, my head's spinning with ideas now, so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's, I get that a lot. Yeah, well, it's one of those things, right? Like, I mean, it's not talked about enough right now, and, and, and it's such an incredible, incredible platform if you do it right, so. Well, now uh, maybe you and I will do a crowdfunding campaign. I'll help you raise money for whatever it is you want, bud. Dude, we're on. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Love it. I love it. All right, everyone. That was crowdfunding expert Brandon Adams. And as always, any links mentioned in this interview will be included in the show notes uh, along with the entire transcript of this episode. And you'll find that at uh, entrepreneurignited.com forward slash podcast along with the rest of our episodes. And uh, don't forget, if you haven't done so already, uh, you can have every future episode of this podcast automatically delivered to your smartphone or device. Uh, Just head over to iTunes or if you're on Amazon, 
Android, SoundCloud, search for my name, Derek Gale, or Entrepreneur Ignited, and you will find us. And again, if you like what you heard, please leave us a rating, leave us a review on iTunes or SoundCloud because it's your feedback, it's your reviews that really fuel me. Give me that momentum, give me that motivation to make this the best info pack podcast for digital entrepreneurs. So now, guys, it's time to uh, take the tips, the tools, the crowdfunding strategies you've learned from Brandon today and apply that final ingredient to make it work. And that is action, guys. Take action with this. So if you took notes today, now write down the specific things you're going to do with it. Give yourself a deadline. Make it happen. Go forth. Take action. Apply what you've learned. And stay tuned for more info-packed episodes of the Entrepreneur Ignited podcast, a podcast just designed to simplify business so you can make more money online. This is your host, Derek Gale, signing off. Thanks for listening to another info-packed episode of the Entrepreneur Ignited podcast with Derek Gale. For links to all of the resources plus an entire transcript of this episode, go to entrepreneurignited.com slash podcast. Make sure you never miss another episode. Subscribe now on iTunes or SoundCloud.